Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast. I am your host, Leanne DeSanto, and we are honored to have you with us today. This podcast is here to serve you and stand alongside your journey to becoming your best self. And we are all about the whole person here at Rise Up For You. And if you haven't grabbed your free Becoming Your Best Self Startup Kit yet, you can text RISE Podcast to 797979. Again, that's RISE Podcast, all one word, 797979. And you'll be supported both personally and professionally. Now, today I had an awesome conversation with our guest, Joe Trotten. Now, Joe has been in the entrepreneurial mindset space for the last seven years, where he has worked with over 300 entrepreneurs. His work is now specifically with entrepreneurial leaders in the post-startup, pre-scale-up niche. And we talked about how this is a particularly challenging place for entrepreneurs to be. The strategy work at this stage is essential to create clarity, yet the biggest single factor in success is how deeply they understand their own minds. And it's only through this work that they can develop towards their true leadership potential which is Joe's passion. So rise up for you and enjoy this episode. Well, welcome Joe to the Rise Up For You podcast. Thanks so much for having me here. Absolutely. I'm excited for our conversation today. So let's dive right in. Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself and the journey that led you here today. Um, okay, so after uh, wasting four years doing a waste four years of my life doing a law degree at university, thinking <laughs> that was my thing, and then burning another nine years in an IT job, uh, my life actually started. So uh, you know, this was this was sort of that phase one of what the world thinks I'm supposed to be, rather than being actively taking my own decision about what I want to be and who I want to become. So from there, I'd always been interested in people's heads. Uh, I did a psychology degree. This is from probably 30 by that point. Did a psychology degree, uh, worked for a youth charity for a bit because I'm really interested in societal change as well. And the more I, the more I became involved in making active choices, the more I realized that if you want to create societal change, business is a way to do it. Entrepreneurs are the people that are making things happen. So at the moment, I work with uh, high growth entrepreneurs, helping them to move really from that um, difficult period after the startup. So they've got traction, they're in the marketplace, and now they're looking to really take it up to the next level. Um, and that's the guys that I work with at the moment, using a combination of strategy and mindset. But really looking back on it, my journey, it looks sense when you look back you know, to go, oh, well, you did a bit of mindset, did a bit of psychology, did a bit of business, but it was much more about just pivoting, hey, they like this part of this thing, and then do the next thing and the next thing. Um, mm. So I'm certainly happy where I am at the moment. Nice. Awesome. Do you work with any particular uh, type of entrepreneur or um, industry, or just pretty open to anybody really on that journey? It's more about the stage for me. So the, the stage of that journey where, like I said, they're probably, they're at least two years in. 
you know they've got this traction they've got product market fit they've had a first round of investment they've got a team and it's now about what happens next because what, what really goes on at that stage is the team has kind of been for want of a better word frankenstein to get to that <laughs> point like they've just kind of added somebody to you know fill a gap here and screw this in here and so it's about going okay now is the time entrepreneur for you not to be the absolute epicenter of everything that is going to happen in this business we're going to have to do things differently because to that stage you can pretty much get away with everything has flowed through that one person mm-hmm. but then it's about stepping into actually becoming an entrepreneurial leader rather than an entrepreneur but it's, it's stage specific and attitude specific rather than sector Mm, yeah, yeah, I can see where uh, that can be a, what can feel like a tough choice for an entrepreneur to start bringing people on, right? Because either they want the control, right? Or have been in control for so long, um, or it's financial. Like, am I really ready to bring on some more help? But then it's also looking at what is the best use of my time as the leader, right? As the entrepreneur. And is it the best use of my time to, to do some of these um more tactical things that I can bring someone else on to support me with. So is that where you, um, in working with those entrepreneurs that are, you know, two years in or so, is that some of those decisions that you help them with? 100%. So if you look at the specific um, type of mindset that I'm looking for in, uh, in one of my clients, I don't know if your listeners will be familiar with Myers-Briggs. Do you know Myers-Briggs? Mm-hmm. Yes. Personality type testing. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's fairly well known, but there's there's a, there's a 16 of those types. And one of them is a, something called an ENTP. So an ENTP type is somebody who is extroverted, mm-hmm. who likes looking at the big picture. And the P dimension in Myers-Briggs is somebody who is willing to operate in uncertainty and to take risks and it's not looking for black and white answers and perfect perfect plans. So it's that type, and in my experience, that can make it through that chaos of startup stage better than most because mm-hmm. they don't need to have the rigid plan. They will roll with the punches. Those guys actually have a really interesting relationship with failure because almost it's not that they can handle failure. It's that they don't actually see it as a failure. Mm-hmm. You know, when something goes wrong, because they've already moved on to, you know, the next idea. (laughs) They've barely barely even waited to see whether that went right or wrong before they're on to the next thing they're doing anyway. Um, So they've got a really interesting relationship with things that don't work. Mm. If you look at the the counter dimension on Myers-Briggs, which is a J type, so J's want structure and clarity and the plan, and we stick to it. those guys find it quite hard to get through that chaos of the startup stage because they want the plan. They want to stick to the plan. Um, and when it isn't going wrong, they'll beat themselves up about it. But paradoxically, what happens at this stage, the, the clients that I deal with, they need a G. You know, they need to then think about, well, what actually is my mindset? Because the fact that I like chaos and 100 ideas at once, and this is the same for people leading teams and corporates, the one who's got all those ideas and um, the, the high energy, when you're actually trying to create the foundations behind you, that's not a particularly helpful world outlook or mindset to have mm-hmm. because you keep throwing more ideas into the mix. Here's another way you could do that. Here's another way you could do that. Mm-hmm. So I look at some of, my, some of my clients when they come to me, it's like I've got to this traction point 
but there's something wrong with the team. You know, the team aren't performing in the way that they could be performing. And but but they love me because typically they're very charismatic that type. They love me and things are going well, but there's something wrong, and they can't see that what they do is create chaos in that structure because they keep throwing the ideas in. So it's my job to translate what's going on <laughs> in their heads, put the structure in at the other side, and keep them facing to the outside world where they keep creating and going on and having um, more and more success. Mm, nice. So is it valuable for, as the leader, to, um, and I know a lot of corporations use the Myers-Briggs and other mm. archetypal type tests, uh, sure. to to know what each person is and to you know do that pre kind of hire right and just know that okay I might need to manage that person different I might need to manage that person different but again like you said if the leader is in that you know their own personality right because they're bringing their personality to it too so sure. how, how do you, uh, you you know kind of coach them to to navigate that do you know the the, the benefit they get with me is that I am not inside i'm not an employee mm. so i can go in with a relationship that says i am only here to help you to get to your vision that's my sole function you know yes you're, you're you know you're paying me obviously as a consultant but that you have to allow me to challenge you in the right ways mm. you know you have to because your employees are your your people are not doing that like that this is the thing i touched on with the power dynamic that when you're that charismatic lead entrepreneur the person might challenge you to say that, you know, that is that actually the right way to do things or, you know, I don't really understand what you're talking about. But they'll only challenge once or twice and then they'll just go, well, you were right and then I'll go back to doing what I'm doing. Because this charismatic, effusive lead entrepreneur, they're not aware of the, like they've got this kind of 10x magnified size on the, the power dynamic on their side is so weighted in a way that they don't really understand. So the thing with, when people do um, Myers-Briggs is that, or any of the, the personality type of tests, is it's quite easy just to have a nice day out and go, ha-ha, yeah, I'm a bit like that. Mm-hmm. And I would say, actually, the first time I did a Myers-Briggs test, I was probably like that too. You know, I did it in a business 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. You go, ha-ha, yeah, I'm a bit sort of, you know, I stick to plans. But you really need to think about that next level around what is the impact that is having. Um, mm-hmm. And appreciate that even when you can, you look at the other type and you understand them a bit on paper, you you only ever have an approximation of that. You know, mm-hmm. you only you don't really know what it's like to for it to grate against your skin when somebody's like a minute late. You know, peas don't mind being late. Peas will rock up 10, 15 minutes. You know, hey, I brought donuts, you know. <laughs> but Jays are going, yeah, and uh, why are we sitting here for 15 minutes? You know, <laughs> they, they can't. They can kind of understand that, but mm-hmm. I mean, you take that up to some really serious decisions and at the, to the next level, it, it's, it is quite hard to manage. The key mm-hmm. thing that I like to put in with clients um, is something called cultural mechanisms. Mm-hmm. And this is where you actually use structures that enable people to develop and become their best self. Mm-hmm. So a, a, a couple of like small examples of that would be you stop a meeting midway through and get, give everybody two minutes to say exactly what is on their mind without there being any judgment and you know huge debate and problem solving. And what something like that does is it allows people to feel valued and heard and to bring their own perspective and not have to wait for their moment in time to 
for an introvert to try and break through an extra, extrovert's conversation or you know you put a mechanism in like that mm. or you use something like the Disney strategy I don't know if you're familiar with that but it's a way of bringing an idea to life so very very quickly and um, what Walt Disney realized was he had all these talented people but the they just couldn't work that well together. So what he did was to bring an idea to life, he had three rooms, the dreamer room, the realist room, and the critic room. So the whole team would go into the dreamer room where it was big, wild, crazy <laughs> ideas time. And you could, there was no criticism. You just built on ideas and nothing was off limits. And then they would take the, what the um, great things were from that session. Everybody goes to the realist room. And now a different type of mindset can come to the fore and you can start to appreciate why we need the realist. And then everybody would go to the critic room and the critics would say, well, this is what might go wrong and what might happen. Mm. But if you do that and you've just got people in a big room, if the dreamer has a big crazy idea and they get shouted down immediately by a critic mm. who happens to be somebody who's hierarchically, you know, in a higher position than them, that's it then the dreamer, you forget it. You're not getting any more out of that dreamer. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I know that's quite a quick explanation, just a couple of things here, but can you see that if you use the mechanisms, you can tap into those different ways of thinking mm-hmm. in a much more powerful way than just trying to go, oh, yeah, you're more of a people person than I am, you know? Right. Yeah, it's much deeper than that. And it's 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 about the, the leader creating like a safe environment, right? Creating that conscious leadership that people 100%. can speak up. They feel safe to, it's not, uh, you know, they're going to be judged or put down and, and uh, yeah, to, to be able to open that type of dialogue. So there can be innovation, there can be new ideas, there can be that, like I said, that environment um, of, of thriving, you know. And it's, it's the mechanisms to do that. You know, there, there's, this is the challenge sometimes with those leaders is, the ones that I work with, as they say, but I'm approachable. You know, my door is always open to them. Um, but it, it's, you can't just say that. You can't just go into a meeting and say, okay, everybody leave your egos at the door, for right. example. Do you know what I mean? There, there's too much stuff going on. Right. There's too many different types of these mindsets. There's too many of the power dynamics. Sure. So it's trying to understand. A lot of what I do is trying to help to understand that. Because I'm not there to run their business. Like, mm-hmm. they know their business. I'm there to help them to create the the foundations that are going to support this castle in the sky that they're building. You know, the big idea that they're building. Right. If you're going to create this this culture behind it, you've got to get this deeper appreciation of how people think and give them these opportunities to properly shine. Mm, yeah, I love that, and uh, um, and that's what we do at Rise Up for you too, in terms of culture yeah. and soft skills, and yeah. So I mean, it's it's so so important to have that that leader be um be open right be open be in that and have those like you said those mechanisms in place that can really um show the people that that they do uh, they are open to their ideas they care they want them to be heard you know all of those things that all of us want sure yeah sure and and to double down on like what what i call superpowers you know these kind of unique abilities that everybody has but they just go way beyond strengths. You know, the superpower is something that puts you in that flow state, um, you know, where you're, I mean, the flow states where your brain chemistry changes and everything starts to align. It's a thing that you get when you are completely engrossed in the moment, mm-hmm. you know, when you are truly doing your thing and time just melts away. And it's, it's a great thing, the flow experience, because um, 
your voice of doubt, you know, this inner critic voice of doubt that we have at times, the neurochemistry quiets that. It's almost, it's just, it's like the universe saying, you know that, um, that thing that you're amazing at? See if you keep doing that. I'll make you feel great, you know. Right. And this is this is what I'm trying to help these entrepreneurs align their people to as well. You know, to build that team that goes, entrepreneur, you are amazing at coming up with these ideas. You are terrible, terrible <laughs> at trying to put this structure in, and you're destroying you're destroying <laughs> your people inadvertently. So please stop doing that. Let's put some of these mechanisms in. Give them that opportunity to shine and use their superpowers. And a great thing. So a slight tangent, but a great thing about the stage of entrepreneur is that you don't have to have some sort of formalized, you know, junior marketing, head of marketing, like, you know, a a sort of corporatized structure. Mm -hmm. You can just make rules that actually fit the person's Mm -hmm. ability and what that organization needs at that moment. So when you're smart about it, you can, you know, you really can tap into that human potential by changing the organizational structure put in these mechanisms, just put the right culture in. I mean, I'm sure you'll see that all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that little cultural tweak can give you an unbelievable ROI. Absolutely. And, and being open to, you know, you might feel you're hiring someone for a certain position, but that person may bring a ton of ideas and a ton more opportunity that they're great at. Like you said, their superpowers that come out like, oh, okay, now that position can grow to this, right? That happens all the time. Mm. Um, and, a large part of that is because we tend to undervalue the things that we are amazing at. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there is so much focus on um, developing weaknesses. and But even even the strengths that you have, like if you're somebody who is, um, the thing I do with strategy is I've always got like this whiteboard in my head. So people can give me a hundred pieces that I'll put on the whiteboard and then I'm sequencing all of that in my head. Now that's just something that I can do. But I didn't know how valuable that was until I started working with people who just couldn't do that, you know, who were looking at the the jigsaw pieces were everywhere and they don't know what the picture is. But I can't do this thing that the entrepreneur does where they see those multiple futures because I'm a J-type. I like the certainty. So once I've got a path, you know, let's put a bow on this thing and, you know, (laughs) that's where we're headed to. So we do undervalue um, the strengths that we've got, which is why it's so important for that culture to and those mechanisms to enable it to, to shine mm. sometimes your people need to discover it for themselves and it's exactly like you say people come in thinking this is what i'm amazing at but when you give them the opportunity and the space to discover what they're amazing at quite often that isn't that thing that they came in for mm. yeah absolutely i'm a j-type too so <laughs> 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 so i'm giving you a little fist bump there because uh... <laughs> I know, it drives so me crazy when people are late. <laughs> I know. But then again, that's my mindset, right? So it's it's so and that's what's yeah. you know, it's like I can either decide to be in frustration about it, I guess, or yeah. choose like, okay, that's them that's them doing them and I, you know, I, I wanna make it mean a whole bunch of stuff, right? Oh, they're disrespectful, yeah. they're selfish, yeah. they're you yeah. know, like in our heads, right? With anything, right? We make it mean something that they don't even know that that's not their intention at all, right? So yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a pretty good example there of that thing of like you can do a Myers Briggs and go, oh yeah, I'm a bit like that, or you can look at that and go, do you know that person? I know them, and is their motive really to infuriate me or disrespect me? 
maybe we need some ground rules about you know you don't don't you don't need to stop for donuts if you're going to be 50 minutes late you know right. let's, let's put let's meet in the middle somewhere here <laughs> right but 100 percent you're you know you, you're projecting your own world view because if you were late for somebody's meeting it would be because you know you hadn't allocated enough time or you you would think that was disrespectful right because you've got that world view and mm-hmm. i'm the same but it's this thing of understanding of just a bit more depth around what's really going on. What what are these different worldviews? And I did and again. It's a big topic. You know, we don't have that much time. But that mm. thing about motive. Mm. You know, when you understand that people have got the right motive, um, and you think about the culture you're trying to create, these entrepreneurs are trying to create. If you're hiring people who have got the right heart, mm. then all the rest of the stuff can be worked with. You know, yes. and you can find that common ground. Um, yeah, it's, it's so important to understand motive before you start to make a judgment call on somebody's um, behaviors. Or absolutely, yeah. that's super, super great point. Um, motive and intention, right? Because it's their intention and their motive isn't. Yeah, like you said, to get you frustrated or to uh, disrespect or whatever. Again, we make you know whatever they did mean, right? It's it's just who they are. That you know, and and I guess my my last question around that is is. To work in with someone who say is a P and you're a J, you know, and is it, is it again, you just do you and you both, you understand each other or do you want to become more like a P? Like, you know, like shift, like you said, it's, it, it, there's a spectrum. It's not like you're just one way and that's it. It, 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 There's lots of colors to it, but what's, what's your thought about that or working together in teams? Like you say, like not very few people are a hundred percent on one of those dimensions on Myers Briggs. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting, I guess, because I, I have chosen to work with P's because I really admire what they've got. It's the same with F's. So I'm a T, um, which is a, a thinker type, mm-hmm. and the F's are the feelers. So I'm quite objective and logic and reason, and the feelers are more are people oriented. But man, I, I so respect like the opposite types and what they bring. Um, you know, I see it so strong, like their ability to put people at ease. I don't put people at ease. I'm quite an intense dude. Um, but, you know, that those abilities, man, that's what I was saying about people under undervaluing this, that natural strength that they've got. It blows my mind when mm-hmm. I see what people can do with that. But when you look at the, the, the J and the P is quite a good dimension. Like there's a deal that we've got um, with some of my entrepreneurs that I'm, I say with them, look, I'll push three times. And then you make the decision as to whether you want me just to stop. Because at that point, I'll have made, you know, I, I have got my position on this thing mm. and you've got yours. And if you want to take like that level of risk or you want to operate in that way, then cool. <clears throat> but that conversation has all started because we're saying we operate differently. Mm. So it's not about being me being more P because I can't, you know, I, I crave that structure. I want that structure. Mm-hmm. But it's about finding the way to work together and the appreciation of the dynamic. Mm-hmm. So in the end, it will be their call as the lead entrepreneur. You know, you want to do that. That's going to be their, your call. But understand that you're bringing in like 100 options and the impact that's going to have on the people you're asking them to do that. Mm-hmm. If you understand that and you still want to do it, then great. But I would, I would caution you to think about it. So it's just finding those ways to work um, together. Well, I've talked about the common ground. It's not, you know, it's not like both minds actually come into one. It's again finding what are the the rules for us to to work together. How do we um, how do we use both of these perspectives mm. in a in a functional way, 
rather than trying to find a, a consensus or you know something that is that's diluted the, the, the those two um, positions right yeah that makes sense that's wonderful well awesome i love that and uh well let's move on to our power questions we always love to ask yeah. our guests okay so what is one book that's had a massive impact on you do you know i saw that it's really strange right because the, the book that always comes to sorry because these, these will be these will be quick answers i promise <laughs> these will be quick answers um, the one that always springs to mind is a book called uh, the second curve by charles handy mm. um it's not that well known a book i don't think but what, what it was about was um, basically evolution and that you, if you want to succeed in business and as a person, your next phase of evolution should start before you peak. Mm. And certainly before you start to think, oh, wait a minute, I'm, I'm dying and something's wrong here. Uh, I need to start evolving again. Because if you wait until you peak, you've lost like momentum. You know, you've lost momentum and you've, you're, you're going to be out of energy. And it's this principle about thinking that I'm on this upward curve. And then, you know, thinking about what is the next phase of evolution for me, for the business. Um, yeah, it was just like, it's just a really powerful image in my mind. And it really, it really flicked something for me when, uh, when I read that. Mm, I like that. I'll have to take a look at that. I have not read that one. So thank you for that. Uh, okay. So how about a quote that you live by? So a quote that I, I really, I really love is that there is nothing noble in being superior to your fellow man. True nobility lies in being superior to your former self. Mm. I think that's Ernest Hemingway. Um, I'd love to think that I can do that. I, I, I don't believe that um, you can operate without any. You know, you, you do take. We're all social creatures, right? So there's some sort of cue you take, and I think competition's a healthy thing. But if you could actually like truly live that and I don't know I think there's still a battle with my ego around that <laughs> but I really I love the principle behind that you know yeah but it, it is just about the former self and anything that anybody else is doing should always just be that source of inspiration if I'm honest I think my ego still gets in the road sometimes <laughs> but when I can check it um and really live by that quote it's it's awesome yeah that is awesome that's beautiful how about um if you could leave the world with one final message, that golden nugget, what would it be? Find your tribe. You know, I, I, I saw that when I saw the, the um, that question prior to coming on. It is that. Like, there's, there's definitely the thing about you have got something unique, you know, mm. and you probably don't, you don't believe it, you don't understand it, but you so have. Um, I was asleep for so long in those um, careers, you know, just kind of drifting about and then when you start to act purposefully everything changes and then you find your groove but the only way that you're going to be able to do something immense is to find a tribe you won't mm. be able to do it alone so find your groove first i guess but ultimately find your tribe that's mm. how you have massive impact mm, nice nice well how can we find you <laughs> cool um so you can find me on josephtrodden.com um, and on LinkedIn, um, I think it, it is Joe Trodden on LinkedIn as well. This is the benefit of having an unusual name. <laughs> <laughs> you get the domains to yourself, you get the LinkedIn thing to yourself. There's no no numbers at the end. Yeah, LinkedIn and um, at the website. I don't do any other social media channels. Um, 
that's that is the focus and Great. there's free programs that people can access from that as well i don't kind of plug a free program i think sure I'm kind absolutely of doing that, but yeah yeah there, there are free programs that can access there that are designed for that stage of entrepreneur so there's ones on strategy development and there's ones on mindset development Mm, terrific awesome and we'll put the the information in the show notes as well so people can find you and and you know go ahead and get those free uh free gifts so thank you so much for that okay one more question so we as you know we are rise up for you so when you hear that phrase what does that mean to you stand for something Mm. you know stand stand up and be counted because um whatever whatever you've got and your belief system, your abilities, you have got something immensely powerful. And it's not glib, it's not cliched to say it, it is the truth. Mm. Um, if you choose to tap into that and be active about that development, you are so much more powerful than you realize. Um, so that's what it means for me. You know, find that thing and stand for it. Mm. Beautiful. Well, that is uh, is powerful. And I just want to thank you so much for being thank on the podcast so today. And I know our listeners uh, got a ton of wisdom, ton of information. So thank you so much. Cool. Thank you. It's been great. Thank you for joining us today on the Rise Up For You podcast series. We're here to serve you and inspire you to become your best self so that you can live a life that you are proud of. If you haven't already, head over to our website, riseupforyou.com, and explore through all that we have to offer. Don't forget to subscribe while you're there for exclusive materials sent to you weekly, and also subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and any other major podcast channel. Join us for our next episode, but until we meet again, rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater you tomorrow.